My name is Jonas Acevedo, and I'm the host of the Infinite Journey ATX. This podcast is going to be about different lessons in fitness, different nuggets um, that you can hopefully take and add to your routine or your regimen and help to add value to those people looking to level up their fitness. The goal is to just condense the knowledge that I have over the last seven years of training and get this out to a broader audience than just the clients in our gym. If you're looking to find more about us, uh, visit us at infinitefitnessaustin.com. Feel free to uh, reach out to us if you have any questions. You can find a link to talk to a trainer on that website as well. Welcome back to another episode of Infinite Journeys. I'm here with Mary Grimberg. She is a pelvic floor physical therapy specialist and also owner of Resilient PT here in Austin, Texas. So she's been a good friend of mine for um, quite some time. I work with we share quite a few different clients. We talk about all types of different things. So we've had a, a great relationship so far, being that she specializes in pelvic floor PT and pelvic floor dysfunction. I really wanted to bring her on, not to just talk about the um, importance and the connection between strength and physical therapy, but also when it relates to pelvic floor. So um, Mary, thanks for, for being on the podcast. Um, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us how you got here? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, I I started, so I've been a physical therapist since 2011. And so I moved to Austin around that time and I did a ton of training in orthopedics. So I did a residency, which is another year, year and a half of training. And then you sit for a board exam to become an orthopedic certified specialist. And so then I was some teaching some orthopedic um, physical therapy courses. I would mentor students. I'd mentor other new grad PTs. And what I was finding is that we were missing a huge component of orthopedics. And so my clients with vulvas, they, they weren't getting to better to the degree that other people were. And it's because we were missing a lot of different components. And, you know, everybody has a pelvic floor, but the people that I work with specifically, you know, they have uteruses. So we're working with understanding after birth, if people have had endometriosis, have they had prolapse, have they had a hysterectomy? Like these are all important things that we never really address from the orthopedic standpoint that can definitely affect, um, how people rehab, especially like with back pain and stuff. Like for example, there's a ligament, the uterosacral ligament that connects the uterus to the sacrum. And so what can happen is, so if you're having any prolapse, so that's the uterus, which, uh, you can have the uterus, you can have the bladder and you can have the rectum kind of falling down. And then that you can see how that would tug on that and then put more pressure on like the low back area. So that's why if, you could say hypothetically, if you're not getting better in, in traditional physical therapy or orthopedics, we would need to look at an overall approach and understanding, hey, is this a pelvic floor? What else is going on? And really, once I started taking my training, I just fell in love with it because it's such an underserved um, part of healthcare overall. So, so you kind of found an area that um, was underserved, not focused on, and you know, kind of taking a global approach to it versus, you know, something more specific, you know, to the, to the symptoms, to the issues. Yeah. Um, awesome. So 
I know you have your own journey with kind of, you know, uh, Murray also has a really awesome podcast. I'll link her podcast and the, and, um, the information on her, on resilient RX to, to the show notes. But, um, what made you so passionate? Tell us, tell me about like kind of your journey on what made you passionate and, and making the change that you're, you're wanting to make. Yeah. So kind of going back to, you know, understanding a lot of those different things, that can affect the pelvic floor, that can affect our overall health. So that was one big thing. And then one of the biggest parts of my journey and understanding like the human body from like a holistic perspective really came back to when I was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma, which is a form of blood cancer that affects the lymph nodes in 2019. And, you know, looking back and reflecting on that, I was in this go, 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 go mode all the time, hustle, urgency culture, not checking in with myself, checking in with my body. Am I doing things I enjoy, right? I'm just kind of doing these external things to make myself happy. When in reality, we all know that that, that doesn't ever end up making somebody happy. Mm-hmm. It, it comes from that internal joy and knowing yourself internally. Mm-hmm. And so um, really the past few years, I've really kind of transformed my practice and understanding people. And I did this before, but now being a patient in the system, being thrown in there, having my whole life turned upside down, I have much more empathy and understanding of what people are going through. Um, and one of the biggest things that I, you know, I like about being a pelvic floor physical therapist is it's essentially a holistic approach, right? And so if your pelvic floor is constantly tight, right, that can happen if you're constantly stressed. So why are you constantly stressed? Are you in this go, go, go mode? Are you constantly doing things that don't serve you as a person? And then that really can affect every other aspect of your life, right? Like if you're constantly stressed, your cortisol increases, your body is in fight or flight mode, right? And so that your immune system lowers with that. You're not sleeping well. It's just this whole cascade of stuff. And what I love about the pelvic floor is it really kind of, when you address it, you're kind of addressing everything as a whole Mm -hmm. and that person as a whole. Right. And so if somebody comes in, they're like, well, I have urgency to pee or I pee when I jump. It's not just, Hey, okay. What is, um, what's causing your leaking, what are you doing when you're jumping, all those things. Those mm-hmm. are great, right? But also, are you constipated? Mm-hmm. Are you? How are you eating? Because if you're constipated, you have that extra weight of pressure in the rectum, which can put more stress into the vagina and then into the bladder, mm-hmm. right? And this can be for anybody without a vagina as well. And so it's just something to kind of think about if we're not looking at this from an overall perspective, Right. And understanding, like, if you're stressed out all the time, are you holding your breath? Are you Mm -hmm. sucking in your abdomen? Right. Because if you suck in your abdomen, it's like squeezing the sides of a balloon. Right. You're going to have that downward pressure from that. And so that's why I've fallen in love with it, because it's just you can't look at the person you can't just look at the pelvic floor. You can't just look at somebody's shoulder. You have to mm-hmm. look at everything as a whole unit. And that where that ties back is to my own health journey and understanding what serves me, what makes me feel good. My, I have dealt with back pain and neck pain in the past. And every time it flares up, it's when I'm stressed. I'm doing mm-hmm. things that's not serving me. I'm not, you know, I'm just in this go, go, go mode. And I think it's hard because we've all been in this culture. Yeah. You know what I mean? We, we yeah. were just talking about this. Yeah. I th- And that's, it's funny because I've talked about this before in different times. It's like, um, that's one of the things that attracted me to Austin. Yeah. But then I also realized like 
the dark side of it and not yeah. staying true to who you are exactly. and how you're feeling, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I think that's so powerful is that that you're an example of you've are you've gone through this. Yeah. You have hard one experience. Not only do you have like an extensive education behind mm-hmm. that, but you've also walked through that journey. So I think that's super powerful. I think it's really easy to, you know, for example, I, I follow some people who um, are into nutrition or mm-hmm. authorities of nutrition, but they've never had any like other issues deeper than, you know, maybe some of the surface level stuff or, or just never struggled with it. And it's like their information is, is, is great, but it's like when you have experience walking mm-hmm. in those shoes and you know it's much more complex than than just a singular totally. you fix it one time and then it's done it's like it makes it so much more powerful i think that's why you know your podcast is really crushing it and why i think that that i think mary will be one of these authorities that is is more nationwide our show is pretty local we, we kind of you know um market to the local community but mm-hmm. with what you're doing i think it has a huge potential one of the other things that i think is is one of the reasons that that we get along so well, not only in business, but just talking about mm-hmm. fitness is that it's such a holistic approach. Totally. Sometimes I've gone to places um, like physical therapists and it's like, okay, we're going to just, you you have this shoulder issue. We're just going to work on the shoulder. We're not going to address what the cause was. What are other factors? I worked with one of your PTs, um, Nick, a couple years ago mm-hmm. now. And it's like, yeah, this, I had this thing happen. Like, I don't know why I'm like pretty strong, you know, like I can't, I, don't, I can't figure out why this happened. And it's like, I even generally do, you know, halfway decent warm up. Like, mm-hmm. um, I'm pretty active. I don't sit all day. And it's like, well, it's like you drink 17,000 cups of coffee a day. You probably mm-hmm. don't, you know, and, he, and this is what we've come to as a conclusion. He wasn't telling me, but after we talked about it, it's like, oh, well, this is kind of what happens when your body is under the stress of so many different external factors and one you can never pinpoint one thing Mm -hmm. or another but you have to look at the system as a whole and that's why i think the physical therapists and the practitioners that we like to partner with are ones that take that approach because we know like you need a whole team to help to be to find the solution versus just like you know oh cool we're gonna fix your shoulder then you just do your homework and then yeah it's gonna be fixed yeah, what I like and what has has really kind of changed in, in my perspective is this, you know, we have the conscious brain, which is mm-hmm. what I'm using right now to talk to you, and then mm-hmm. we have our subconscious brain, so my inner thoughts that I'm having, mm-hmm. right? And so what essentially happens is that if you are, you know, constantly on the go, 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 or you're talking negatively to yourself, right? Like these things can directly impact like your overall health. Oh yeah. Right. And so it, it, your thoughts are not facts. Mm -hmm. They're just messages. Yeah. And so what I like to say is that if you think about it, if you had shoulder pain, right. Mm -hmm. Okay. We can come up with the biomechanical reasons of why you have that shoulder pain. Right. I can do that. Right. Right. But Mm -hmm. also let's scale back. What is your body trying to tell you? Yeah. Right. Our body can't speak to us. Right. But they tell us when you're when when you're tired. You know why are you tired? It's telling you you didn't maybe you didn't sleep enough well enough or maybe you drank too much caffeine. If you yeah. hurt your shoulder, why is it hurt? Mm-hmm. Right. Are you sleeping? You yeah. had a hundred cups of coffee yesterday. Right? right. Your body's not hydrated. It can't yeah. recover faster. Mm-hmm. So kind of looking at it from this perspective of mm-hmm. like 
what is it trying to say? Yeah. And I don't know if you've ever looked at Lorimer Mosley's work, but he is, um, I believe he's a neuroscientist and he's mm. really studied pain and pain science. And so it's really talking about like our perception of pain and how it, it affects us. And mm. so if you're constantly in this go, 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 go mode, your brain is connected to your spinal cord, which is connected to all the nerves in your body. Mm -hmm. So if your brain, if you're anxious or you're stressed out, the rest of your body and nerves and everything are going to be heightened as well. Yeah. Right. And so making you almost overly sensitive. Yes, way, you know? exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so if it can heighten all of that. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, a lot of people don't even know they're in that fight or flight. I mean, yeah. I lived in that, that was my norm, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And I started calling myself an anxious person. Mm -hmm. And so then I started believing I was an anxious person. So therefore I manifested an yeah. anxious person versus like, you know, one of the things that Lauren Mosey talks about is like, uh, you know, pain and it's just like our perception of pain. Right. Yeah. And so again, this isn't saying pain isn't real. Mm -hmm. I don't, I want to just, clarify that pain yeah. is a message yeah. and you determine, Hey, is this, so if I stub my toe, right, I can say, Oh, okay. You know, my toes injured. I can't do anything. I can't walk on it. Mm -hmm. Then eventually I'm going to start believing I can't walk on it and all this stuff versus yeah. I stub it and I look at it. I'm like, Oh, it's okay. Yeah. It just hurt. And my body's saying, don't do that again. Yeah. Right? You, you can do two different things. Yeah. I don't know if that's like the best example, but right. And, and what he gave an example of is that, you know, there was a gentleman that, um, a huge nail, like went through his shoe mm -hmm. to the other side of the foot and he was mm -hmm. screaming so hard and just could not handle the pain. Right. Mm -hmm. And when they go to the hospital, they can't give him enough meds yeah. because it's so painful. When they take off a shoe, it never touched him. <laughs> it's nutty. Right. Yeah. And that's like the nocebo effect, right? Yeah. Like if your body perceive, if you perceive something, you're going to internalize it. Yep. And manifest it to be true. Yeah. And so it's it's hard too, right? Because mm -hmm. there's like I said, there there's like the biomechanical part of stuff too. Yeah. Like you fall, you hurt your shoulder, or overuse injuries, all yeah. these different things. We can't discount that, but we can't discount like, hey, what is this person going through? Right. Right? Do they have a, a strong partnership at mm -hmm. home? If they don't, you know, what are they doing? You know, do they have friends or family to kind of mm -hmm. help with that? If is the relationship at home healthy? If not, what, you know, what do they need? What support do they need? You yeah. know what I mean? Because it's like just addressing it from a pain perspective and addressing the pain itself is actually a big disservice to yeah. people because the way that I tell people we approach it is we address your pain and reduce your symptoms, right? Mm -hmm. So that when I say biomechanical, I mean like actual muscle tightness, yep. joint restrictions, things like that. Mm -hmm. um, but then also understanding, well, what could be heightening their pain levels, yeah. right? Are they getting enough sleep to recover from that injury? Yeah. Right. Or are they telling themselves, I'll never be able to do anything Right. What is that narrative that they're saying in their in their brain? And yeah. so it's really powerful to kind of tap into that stuff. It is. And I find it expedites the results. Yeah. And I feel like it's also just not addressed, you know. Correct. Like the psychological factor, not just like, you know, not just like surface level psychology that we've learned in school. Exactly. But like this, these are some of the things that ha probably aren't taught in PT school. No yet, way. This know? is life experience. This is life experience. And um, one of the books we were talking about before we started was Living Untethered, super, you know, powerful book, but it talks yeah. about the unconscious mind and like, yeah. you know, 
Um, one of the examples it uses is like, you know, there's, there's something going on to the right and the left of us and we're in our own world until we look at it and focus mm -hmm. it and then it becomes our world, mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, but that's not really our conscious. It's just going on. We just noticed it, you mm -hmm. know, and it depends on, you know, where we, um, allow, how we allow our mind to, to take on information and yeah, telling, telling yourself things. Is, is so powerful. I think one of my favorite quotes is like, whether you think you can or you can't, like you're right, you know? Exactly. And so That's... same thing with injury. There's always going to be a, a physical factor of it. But if I'm just like, oh, I can't do this or, you know, um, depends on how I perceive it and how I mm -hmm. internalize it mm -hmm. to help me get through it. I think that's where, again, working with Nick was so helpful and powerful mm -hmm. versus I think a lot of practitioners who don't have that maybe education or slash experience mm -hmm. do tend to be fear-based. Like, oh, don't use this. Oh, fear-based. Don't do that. Yeah. I mean... Don't uh, work. Don't move. Yeah. You know? I mean, I was guilty of that in my earlier years, right? I feel like, yeah. Because we, that's what, kind of what we were taught. <laughs> yeah. And then when you start stepping back, you're like, what? Like, yeah. I don't squat perfectly with my back flat and to grab to pick something up. No, I, yeah. I round up my back, I pick something up, and that is not a bad movement. Right. And I think what's important is that is one of the biggest things we help people with is undoing this fear of movement mm -hmm. because we've been told don't squat knees over toes, mm -hmm. but wait, that's functional. Right. Right. And so we've been taught, keep your back this way. We've been taught, hold your breath, do this, do this mm -hmm. and this before you do this exercise. And essentially what you're doing is you're inhibiting movement and you're promoting fear. Yeah. And when you promote fear, you promote negativity and mm -hmm. you promote delayed yeah. results. There was a study um, on a in a group of collegiate athletes, and one group, they were made very, very aware of it. They were very cognizant of a risk of injury, of, mm -hmm. and they were doing the exact same program. The second group was not mm -hmm. made aware, and the group that was aware and cognizant of the injury, uh, the injury risk of doing a certain program had higher injury rates than the ones that weren't. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and if your practitioner is like putting that. Fear in you? Fear in you? No. Like you said, it's doing a pretty big disservice um, if you're not addressing the whole thing, you know? Well, I think also what's important is that we're used to being gaslit by <laughs> our providers. And if people don't know what that means, it mm -hmm. basically just means like, it would be like if, Jonas, if you were like, so the room in here is green, mm -hmm. right? And so if you're like, I'm like, wow, I like this green color. And you say, it's not green. Yeah. But it is green. And you're like, no, it isn't. I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. And basically that happens a lot in healthcare, mm -hmm. right? Like, I mean, I was misdiagnosed with my cancer. It was like, no, 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 you're fine. Wow. And I'm like, no, like I have this huge lump right here. Yeah. No, 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 no you're fine. Take these antibiotics. And like, yeah. I don't know. I look up Hodgkin's lymphoma on, on the internet. And it's like right. the number one sign is a large lump above your right collarbone as a female, like yeah. my age range and all that stuff. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I just knew in my, my intuition. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's something that helping people understand, like, and connecting their intuition to their movement and their mm -hmm. bodies is like, if you feel something isn't right for you in this time, uh -huh. great. Like that's okay. But yeah. what place are you coming from? Are you coming from a place of fear? Mm -hmm. Cause if that's so we need to work through that. If you're like, Hey, I just feel like that's not serving me right now. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do that. Okay. That's different. But I, it's important to kind of dive to what is the real reason, yeah. right? Like if somebody comes in, they're like, Oh, I used to run like a 5k, like, da, yeah. da, da. and I'm like, they're like, but you know, I don't do that anymore. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why? 
Yeah. You know, why don't you do it? And yeah. They're like, I just stopped enjoying it. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then I clarify, did you stop doing it because it hurt and yeah. therefore you didn't enjoy it? Mm -hmm. Or did you stop because you weren't enjoying it? Yeah. And sometimes it's like, oh, I just assume I can't do it. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. That's a, that is a fear-based mindset versus, right. you know, if you don't enjoy running, you don't enjoy running. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think it's important to do that because I have, we have a lot of people come in and, you know, Nick and I, and then we're bringing on another PT is like, we're really, really trying to empower people mm. and, you know, guide them. Like we're not the heroes of the story. They are. Yeah. Right? And it's more of, Hey, like, let me guide you and show you. Mm. And these are your options. What feels yeah. good for you. Yeah. Um, but you can move, you can do these things, mm -hmm. but it is still scary Yeah. when you've had an injury. I've, I've had one myself in yeah. 2017. I couldn't move my entire left arm because I had severe neck pain. I was yeah. going to a neurosurgeon and I was, I was scared. I was very scared, mm -hmm. but you know, there was a lot of fear around that. So yeah. I can also resonate with that when mm -hmm. people are like, Oh, I'm scared to do this. I'm like, I get it. Yeah. Like, let's, let's move. Let's start trusting our body. Again. Yeah. It would be like, if you almost like, um, like if you were in a really bad car accident, right? Mm -hmm. And like you were really scared to get in a car. Yeah. I wouldn't say, hey, Jonas, you know, you just got this, you know, you were just in this accident yeah. or whatever. I think it's a good idea for you to go ahead and drive cross country, right? <laughs> well, think, no, yeah. I'd be like, how about we just look at the car? Yeah. Let's just look at it. Come you check know? out this car. Yes, yeah. exactly. So you dip the toe into the water and mm -hmm. just kind of get your body to kind of feel a little bit more comfortable with the movement yeah. versus just, Hey, let's go Throwing ahead and deadlift 200 pounds, yeah. you know, when you, when you're scared of bending. Right. And I think that's where things have gotten so cold as far as from a science perspective and like lacking of empathy is like, we're all human. Everybody treats human beings yeah. and we're all feeling, you know, we're all human beings and we, you know, have different experiences and different, um, conditioning and we all have different levels of feeling and, and so it's like lacks empathy yeah. it's like no you well technically you could do this but like there's probably you know obviously there's some barrier mm -hmm. to that you know but it's like it's gotten so logical and out of out of touch with humans feelings and how they kind of operate it's not it's not so black and white you know I think we've gotten so out of touch with all of our intuition yeah you know what I mean like my intuition is what saved my life right it's like Okay, well, this person's saying that I'm fine, but yeah. I, deep down, I know I'm not. Yeah. Something's going on. Yeah. And, like, sometimes it's hard to know what that intuition is if you mm. haven't been used to listening to it. Yeah. Right? It's like a muscle. The more you flex it, the more you know, the more you feel it. But right. every decision I have ever made in my entire life out of fear has always screwed me. Oh, for sure. Always. Yeah. Yeah. And that can be exercise. That yeah. can be business that can yeah. be friendships all of that yep. stuff and so it's really important with with your body and just understanding am i doing things out of fear or you know if if so like you know working with a pt or working with a personal trainer mm -hmm. or somebody that can go in and really kind of challenge you in a way that feels good that doesn't yeah. promote ink. like there's going to be fear that comes up when you There's start moving it's going to be yeah. uncomfortable mm -hmm. and that's why i like Brene brown's work is like mm -hmm. if you feel uncomfortable or you're feeling vulnerable or naked like yeah. when you're just 
don't know if she ever used the word naked, but that, <laughs> yeah. that's what you feel like. She's like yeah. vulnerability is just raw and you feel exposed. And mm-hmm. it's like, if you feel that way or you're feeling nervous about something mm-hmm. and you want to avoid it, that's when you lean into it. And yeah. you can, we're very resilient people. Yeah. And it's pretty incredible when you can put your mind and your body together, yep. the power that it has. But people just need a little bit of coaching. They need they a little need bit to remember of how... being led as a guide. Mm-hmm. To get there, not just like show the direction and say, you know, all right, go. You got it. Yeah, exactly. Like you and I have our own coaches, right? Mm -hmm. We have our own healthcare team as well. And it's like, I'm not expecting, you know, handholding, but I'm also, I I, I need that mindset help. I need that, hey, Mary, you can do this. Look at what you've already done. Mm -hmm. I need that reminder. I'm human. And if anybody's going to say that, they don't need that. That's a lie. Everybody needs, we're all human. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. They need it to different degrees slightly, but it's still there. It's still there. We're not machines, even if you want to be. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Sometimes, yeah, there are sometimes I need more help than than other times, depending on, you know, we ebb and flow with life. Right. How are, what's your approach when you're, um, you know, when you're, when you have a patient and they're, and you're encouraging them to do some, um, you know, basically live the life that they want, be mm-hmm. active, get into some strength training. Mm-hmm. Like how do you approach those who are, for some reason, there's just a blockage between what y'all, the work y'all are doing and everyday activity and, and strength training and things like that. You mean like somebody that's like kind of wanting to get back to that and fearful of it? Yeah. So first I'd ask them kind of get an overall perspective of their health, mm-hmm. like kind of asking, Hey, like, you know, what, what's, how you know talk to me about your symptoms right so say maybe they come in and they're like hey i have pelvic organ prolapse so that's Mm -hmm. kind of when either the bladder rectum we'll just say they're the most common Mm -hmm. kind of falling into the vaginal canal and then people get really scared about it like really scared i'll give you an example the other day i had a patient come in she's in her 50s and she was told by her kind of shamed by her healthcare practitioner for lifting weights oh wow oh yeah yeah so they were like, why are you lifting weights? You have prolapse. You should stop. And it's like, you're telling somebody that's in the prime kind of, as you know it, yeah. from a medical perspective, osteoporosis, right, uh-huh. and menopause go mm-hmm. tend to go hand in hand. So mm-hmm. we need, the way you nip that in the bud is through diet and exercise and strength, like, which includes strength training, right? Yeah. And that strength training and functional strength training, cross body movements, all these things that are wonderful things to do. And when I start talking to her, I'm like, what are you fearful of? She's like, honestly, I wasn't scared until I saw my healthcare practitioner that told me I needed surgery. And when I assessed her, I was like, you don't need, like, honestly, I'm shocked that they said that. I'm sorry that they said that to you. Mm -hmm. I can't guarantee anything. I can never guarantee anything, but I can tell you that this is definitely like from the people I've had in the past, they've been able to manage this okay and do all the things that they want to do right yeah and so then when we started kind of understanding it was her symptoms actually were more due to the fear Mm. than it was to the movement yeah and so when we started talking more we started going through movements she was like you know what's funny is like so then i go i want you to monitor your symptoms and i want you to let me know when they increase is it when you're stressed or is it when you're working out so she comes back in and she's like you wouldn't believe this. And I'm like, what? She's like, I've been in the garden lifting really heavy weights. Yeah. And I've been doing, you know, lifting weights at the gym and mm-hmm. feeling really good. And you know what? 
I don't have symptoms when I do that. <laughs> you know when I have symptoms? When I'm stressed out and I'm fighting with my partner. Mm -hmm. And I'm holding my breath. Because mm -hmm. when we talk about that fight or flight response, yeah. just that, you know, that heightened nervous system, you have fight, fight, flight, or freeze. Yeah. And she's freezing and tensing her abdomen, mm -hmm. holding her breath. And what do you think that's doing? That's putting that Making kind those of, symptoms. Yeah, that downward pressure is like yep. squeezing the sides of the the balloon and uh -huh. then you get that downward pressure. Yeah. So if I was just asking her, hey, about her prolapse, uh -huh. I'm missing this whole other component of her life. That's really the that is really Yes. Not maybe not the beginning issue, but is causing the symptoms yeah. to be exaggerated. Yeah, and yeah. of course she may be predisposed to it because mm -hmm. when you're going through menopause or your post-menopause, the estrogen in the vagina decreases, which makes the wall thinner and weaker, mm -hmm. right? So that can happen. Mm -hmm. um, but then other things that can kind of increase that, yeah, like holding your breath, stuff like that, or yeah. not sleeping well, right? Yeah. If you're not sleeping, you're, you're fatigued. And mm -hmm. then, or if your leg muscles aren't as strong, right? Mm -hmm. So say if you're, you need help lifting something up off the ground that's really heavy, you're likely going to hold your breath to mm -hmm. do that. And usually that's a sign that if you have to hold your breath, I know in different weightlifting competitions and stuff, people hold their breath, right? Yeah. That's one thing. But if you have to do it in order to lift something up, it's likely that your legs are weaker. And so that's what we need to focus on yeah. and see if that reduces the prolapse symptoms because then you don't have to hold your breath and strain. Right. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Create that intra-abdominal pressure. Exactly. And then exactly. exaggerates the issue. And so if I can't, if I don't look at them from a whole perspective, mm -hmm. I miss. You miss all of that. Oh, yeah. yeah. And this, what ex this is what expedites people's progress. Yeah, because you're not just like cyclically, cyclically dealing with a symptom over and over when the cause isn't being even touched. Exactly. And I tell people, I'm like, generally most people are four to eight visits. Yeah. I say eight if you've been dealing with more chronic things, you have multiple areas. Mm -hmm. But generally speaking, our goal is to empower you to learn about your body and, you know, some people say it's not the best business model, right? But it's like <laughs> the traditional PT model, you go two to three times a week for six, eight, 12 weeks. Who has yeah. time for that? You know, right. like I don't, Yeah. you know, that's 36 visits in three months. It's insane, it's you know, time. and yeah. like, I, I don't have time for that. So I'm assuming nobody else does either, you know? Right. And so when you have patients and then you've kind of coached them through again and been their guide and helped walk them to that place where they start to lose the fear or they mm -hmm. start to kind of reach, see, at least see their potential and mm -hmm. their ability. What is, what is it that you look for? What should they look for when they're going to start to do strength training somewhere? Mm -hmm. Like what are the things that you think they should look for in a, in a gym to do strength training at or a program to do strength training? Um, so those are, I feel like those are two different questions. Mm -hmm. So with a program for strength training, it's usually just saying like, Hey, what do you like to do? Yeah. Because if, if you're telling like somebody to do something they don't want to do, they're less likely to do it. So then and that promotes the shame and fear and mm -hmm. all that stuff that we already carry every day. Mm -hmm. So first, what do you like? Um, if you don't like going to a gym and weightlifting, but you prefer to do it on videos at mm -hmm. home, like what, what are, what are you looking for? Right. And mm -hmm. then. What I do is then teach them, if they've never done it before, let's go through the body weight movements. Let's understand how this feels, get them feeling comfortable in their body. So mm. we'll go through different movements and, and then check in and be like, how are you feeling? Like, I actually feel pretty good. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, yeah. or, um, I don't, I'm nervous to do that one. And I'll say, well, why are you nervous? Mm. Well, my mom's mom's friend told me that once they bent <laughs> over and then 
then after that, their bladder fell out. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, that was like a long, he said, she said, who knows what happened, right? And then it sticks in their head and then they're fearful of Mm -hmm. that for for a long time. And so it's, it's almost, it's, it's that fear that it's, it's calling out their fears Mm -hmm. and then changing the narrative. Right. Do you get what I'm saying? So, okay. So you're fearful of that. Well, how about we just do it and just see how you feel and you tell me. Right. Right. And then they feel and they're like, oh, okay. I feel okay. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. You know, and that's how you reinforce that. So I try to empower them. So that way when they're trying different exercises or trying Mm -hmm. newer things, they can check in with themselves. Yeah. They don't have to call me or text me and see, am I okay? Because I want them to be like, trust their bodies, trust their intuition and be like, oh, I feel good. Like everything feels fine. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. And I think that's, one thing that's always forgotten is like adherence is way more important than the most perfect program for them. Cause it's like, if people don't like it, if it's not their thing, mm-hmm. they're not going to stick to it. And then it's not even like, is it really productive for them? No, it's not. Cause they're not going to, they're not going to, it's not something that they can do consistently. Exactly. Versus being like, no, this is the perfect place. And that's where, you know, I know that we're not, you know, for everybody. And I know certain people don't like doing personal training in the gym. And it's like, we, Whatever is going to be best for you is what's best for us. Yeah. If you're having to force yourself to come in here and it's like, and you absolutely hate it, then you're not going to stick with it because you have to, in order to see results, you have to do things over a period of time. But yeah. also there are going to be days where you don't want to work out. And That's like, true. You know what I mean? So yeah. there's like this, like there's consistency. Yeah. It doesn't mean every day you have to necessarily like love it, but if you're oh, yeah. dreading it, you actually hate how you feel doing it. Like then mm-hmm. there's, there's something else, you yeah. know? like with that so that's why it's kind of checking in like what is it and so yeah yeah, there are days i have to force myself to go to the gym but i'm happy i did right and their workouts i genuinely enjoy but sometimes i'm tired and i'm like you know i i need to maintain Mm -hmm. my strength and so i'm gonna go in and i think that's a misconception some people have when they first come to to us is like you know i really don't like going to the gym i'm like oh well you're fitting really well here because like 90 percent of people don't like it either that's why they come because they need you know, some type of structure or something to, to help get them there. Yeah. So, um, well, yeah, I appreciate you talking just like yeah. all of our good friends and partners. We could probably have a 10 series I know, episodes right? and talk forever. So we'll definitely have to have you come on again and talk more about public floor, you know, PT and related to the holistic being and, and all of those things that we talk about. So, um, I'll link Mary's, um, information and the, uh, the link to our podcast in the show notes. So, if you have any questions, feel free to look for those and, and yeah, follow Mary, follow the content she puts out, especially if you're um, a woman listening to the show, something I highly recommend. So thanks again for coming. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and the podcast is called Sex and Wellness with Dr. Mary. And then my, and they're on all podcasts. All the platforms. All the platforms. Yeah. And then my Instagram handle is drmarypt. drmarypt. Cool. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Yeah. If you have any questions about your training or fitness at all, anything that we talked about, feel free to shoot me an email at jonas at infinitefitnessaustin.com and I'll personally reply. Um, If you're looking for more about us or our facility, you can find more at www.infinitefitnessaustin.com.